If you're on the receiving end of that phrase, get the hose. You know shit has gone really wrong. Hey, welcome to Crap in Your Pants with Rob and Ken. My name is Ken. Hey guys, I'm Rob. And this week we have dear friend, wonderful human being, fabulous humanitarian, Brother Paul is going to be joining us today. Rob, uh, anything you're looking forward to particularly uh, on this one? Well, I'll confess that I'm well familiar with the story um, because uh, I've known Brother Paul for many, 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 many years. Um, But it gets better with every retelling and I'm very much looking forward to it. But before we get into that, let's do our... Rob, let's revisit our old segment, Turtle Head Trivia. Turtle Head Trivia. Rob, people ask... Can you poop from your mouth? What would you say to that? Absolutely not. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What did you just ask me? People ask that? Can you poop from your mouth? Can you poop from your mouth? It's actually a fairly regular Google search. I would think that impossible, but I I get the sense that you're about to rock my world. Go on. I might rock your world on this one. So this came from a Thrillist article by an author named Christina Steele. And while it doesn't seem possible that poop could make its way back through your system, it is possible. The answer is yes. It is possible. The answer is yes. It is possible for poop to come back out through your mouth. Maybe this is sort of what this podcast is. We are regurgitating the poop and having it fly out of our mouth. But if this does happen to you, it's extremely rare. There's something extremely wrong with your system. And you need to get to an emergency room immediately. You know, uh, so. Yeah, dark, right? Well, I was going to say, you you need to call a priest immediately. Uh, Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Well, not for the last rites. I mean, for the exorcism. But but I was thinking, like, so you're telling me fecal matter. It's it's technically possible, though rare, for fecal matter to reverse direction from your intestine through into your stomach. With all the stomach acids and the like, up through the esophagus and out through, you know, out of your mouth, your oral cavity. That's a thing. Correct. That whole journey can happen. That whole journey can happen. I sort of wonder if this is kind of like, you know, like the laws of physics where technically, like, you know, you see a glass break uh, in forward. It goes from not being broken to being broken. Technically, if you reverse all the uh, trajectories of the individual quantum particles, you can have a glass uh, unbreak technically you will never see it it's impossible but it technically can happen i feel like this is sort of one of those things the human body it's still a hallway even though most of the time it's it's a one-way kind of it's a, it's a road it's a one-way road but technically it's a road so in theory things can go the other direction it's not a casual thing it's likely paired with other in, like insanely looking things right because for that to happen there's other you got bigger problems for instance, you probably don't want to be upside down. That's fascinating. Human body's fascinating. And that is this week's Turtlehead Trivia. Turtlehead Trivia. So today we got a very, very special guest. We are privileged to have Brother Paul. That's brother with an A, by the way. Brother Paul. Brother Paul. <laughs> so Paul, what do you got? Tell us your story about crapping in your pants. All right, okay. So I got I got to set sort of the the context. Um, so uh, the, it happened at a time when I was living uh, in Long Island, and my um, then girlfriend, now wife, um, 
was living in uh, the Upper West Side. So uh, as it happened, um, when she moved out to New York, she had a car, but obviously she didn't want to pay for a garage or anything like that in Manhattan. So we kept the car um, at our house in uh, Long Island. So what I would do often on the weekends is I would drive in, we'd hang out all day, and then I would <clears throat> drive back home later that night. So um, it's from from the house. Uh, I don't know. It's maybe 45, 50 minutes if you're if you're going pretty good from uh, her apartment to uh, to the house. So you know this happened one night on a it was a Sunday. I went in on a Sunday um, early. We hung out that day, um, and then you know had a kind of an earlyish dinner, and then had to go back home get rested for the work. So um, I had dropped her off at her place on the Upper West Side and started making my way down to uh, the Midtown Tunnel, which is, you know, the way I get home. And, you know, like Sunday night in the city, it's not crowded. You're kind of buzzing through the streets. But as I started leaving her place, I felt a little uh, a shudder, right? So I was like, okay. But at the same time, I was like, I'm going to make it home quick. It's, you know, there's never traffic going home. I'll be home in no time. It's funny the things that you remember, because, you know, the night was humid and a little bit cool. And I remember this because, um, uh, you know, it was kind of the vibe, right? You know, wet streets, just buzzing down. <laughs> and, you know, as I kept going, like, from the Upper West Side, closer, closer to Midtown, I started experiencing more discomfort. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. At the same time, I was like, okay, I could turn around and go back or nah, I'll make it home. I'm, I'm just going to step on it. We'll be home no time. And, uh, and, you know, this is, it was probably early summer, like June, uh, yeah, like June or so. So windows down, you know, kind of that cool wet air. So I was buzzing down. And then um, this is, to be honest, this is pre like easy pass everywhere, right? This is when you rolled into the toll booth and you kind of had to shoot J's into the basket. Where you get in. So by the time I made it to the tunnel, and I got to the tunnel like super quick, I was having some problems. And I knew I was like, I, it was a little bit DEFCON 4. Like it was, it was a problem, right? This is not a, a situation I often found myself. And I started, I don't know, it's not that I ever thought about it, but instinctually, there are all these things where like, uh, I didn't want the additional stimuli from the outside, like the cold that gives you goosebumps and all that. So I rolled up the windows, turned off, you know, didn't have the vent. And I was like, the more still I can keep my body and the more still I can keep my reaction, the more I'll hold it in. This was kind of like, I think about the, you know, you know the monks who can survive in the winter because they're just like thinking uh, to get into that Zen state. That was me. I was like, all right, let me just shut. Let me shut everything down. You're like, how do I get into the meditative state yeah. in order to fundamentally yeah. control what's going exactly. on in my intestines? Yeah, exactly. So I basically, uh, it, it was the, uh, it was an old school, like Jeep Cherokee box rolled up the windows. You know, it was getting, it was like a little hot box. It got a little warm in there, but I was like, just shut it down. So I get to, uh, you know, I get to the tow booth, get in, get out. So it's just LIE at this point, like fly, like straight on. But it's one of those things mentally where you're like, oh, I'll be home super quick. <laughs> but when you're in this thing, you're like, whoa, this is still kind of far. <laughs> you're like, 
you know, you're still going up the highway. You're like, oh my God, this is a wave. And, you know, at some point, because I knew I was still, I don't know, an easy 30 minutes away from home. I was like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, you know, I was like, all right, let's, let's get busy. Let's do this. And um, at the time I was uh, wearing these uh, short, uh, like khaki shorts and, and to do it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to let it rip and let's see how good. Luckily there's not much traffic. So I wasn't swerving or anything. It was just like stay in the lane and go. So I started hitting it and you know, you're, you're hitting it. But at the same time, I was surprised because it was quite solid. Like it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't soft. So it was to the point where like I had my foot on the accelerator and you're kind of like rising out the seat to give it room, you know? So, you know, I definitely felt, and it was, it was solid, it's impactful. <laughs> and I was like, let's just go, let's just do this. So, I mean, it took much longer than I thought it would. And, uh, but you know, by the time I was mid Long Island, I was like, I'm done. I'm good to go. Now it was a situation as well. So I called home and, um, at home, we have, uh, I don't know, she's kind of, I say she's our governess. She's like our Mary Poppins. So it's, uh, it's the uh, the woman who raised us. So I called her and I said, hey, I'm coming home. Can you get the hose out? Get the hose. <laughs> and she says, what happened? And I'm like, you know what happened. Get the hose out. There's a phrase for you, huh? That's some haunting ass shit to hear. <laughs> I was driving, you know, and it's, since it happened early in the ride, I was driving, you know, quite some time. And it's like, you know, you feel, you feel it on the underside of your thigh. And it's again, in my head, I thought it was going to be much softer, but it was like clay. It was like, it had some, had some material to it. And um, so I finally made it back home uh, in our house. Our driveway is kind of long slope. It goes like this, goes down. So she was out there with the hose. So Drove right in, stopped, popped the door. When you made the call, you know, for the for the listeners listening to this, I've known Brother Paul for many, many, many years, and I recall you you uh, something describing the phone call that you made, and your like the emotional tone behind it. Like so, let, let, again, painting the picture, your early twenties. Yeah, I, I was probably like twenty five. 25, 25, you know, young man, you know, up and coming professional, driving, uh, had a situation, had a situation on the highway, had to make a tough call, had to make a tough mm-hmm. call. But then I, re- you did, and you might have forgotten this, but you, you told me that when you called, well, when you made that tough call, when you, when you hit that landmark, I think it was like Lafrac City. If anyone, anyone here yeah, is from the tri-state cool. area from New York. We're still in Queens. Yeah, it's like you, if you're headed, if anyone doing a trek to, to Eastern Long Island. Lafrac City had the best slogan ever, which was live a little better. And <laughs> I know, and I always thought that was like, it's like, I know what they were trying to say, but it always just came better. off like, live a little better, Lafrac City. <laughs> it's almost like a... Sorry, not sorry, kind of kind of thing. Like uh, unintentionally, um, unintentionally offensive. Like, why don't you live a little better? Why don't you live a little better? Yeah, eh. a little, a little, just a little. Anyway, so his so, but Lafrec City, I I digress, was the landmark that he passed, which was sort of like his in his mind signaling that the close wasn't really that close. You know, because yeah, there was still a good hike. You know, it wasn't like around the corner. It was still oh, for sure. a chunk. And so he made the call and it brought, I recall you telling me 
that you it it brought him to tears. Like he start he like kind like he he didn't just make the call like you know, like like you know like they do in like NASA they're like well you know we gotta eject the booster rockets no it was more like uh, he like broke down. Well, yeah, we think about because like you know I was concentrating so hard not for it to happen, and then because you know again I've never this has never happened to me before, but then I was trying to control the environment windows up it was like you know you're gripping the steering wheel tight. It was a very like you know climax type moment, you know. So when I had to let it go, I mean, it was like, all right, like I'm going to explode here. It's going to go down. So, yeah. You know, and I think again, what was surprising to me was like the, uh, I don't know, the well, the the tooth or the uh, robustness of the uh, of of, <laughs> of the poop because it was uh you know it was a healthy fiber kind of day. It was very like. It was solid. It's 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 funny because you usually think of when you're going to shit your pants, it's usually the explosion. Yes, yes. It's gonna be a mess because you got the bubble guts. It's rare to have it's rare to have the bubble guts, and then like your system's exactly. kind of like, we're gonna send this out as it normally should be. Yeah. It's it's yes. I feel like it's a little bit of an unusual uh way to yes. shit your pants. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Had a lot of body to it. <laughs> mm. Um so, so I'm mm, detecting notes of uh, White Castle. Yeah, uh. yeah uh, <laughs> likely, likely. So anyway, so so in that emotionally, in that like broken state, you know, the guy's, you know, the guy's crying. He calls one, you know, one of, the, one of the, uh, someone who helped raise him calls home and makes the phone call and says, "Get the hose." <laughs> like that, like it's like. Get I think the, just, just for context, get the hose. See, uh, just for context here. Uh, the the woman i mean this is one of the women who helped raise me so you know this is something that she would have seen when i was four years old i'm 25 now <laughs> you know supposedly an adult and this is you know the same exact thing is going down <laughs> so you know i kind of barrel down our driveway which is kind of like a, a hill and at the bottom is where uh is where she is with the hose at a trickle and a run and it was like a bang bang play where, you know, I dropped in, put it to park, opened the door, and then just bent over, you know. And as I bent over, she starts laughing because she's like, "This is, this is ridiculous." <laughs> and you know, I feel the whole the, the log just like rolled off. It was like <laughs> just chuck it out of my my shorts, you know. And so she's looking at me. You know, hosing me off and also just giggling at this whole, this is happening. And as I'm bent over, because I just went straight to bet, like I'm bending over so she can get a good angle to, uh, to get the hose in there. Um, no, I, it's probably like 8.30 at night. It's dark, right? So as she's giving me kind of like, you know, the backyard bidet act. This is the, I was going to say, it's a, the mobile bidet. <laughs> yeah. Um, all of a sudden, I get all lit up. Like the lights are all like, uh, yeah, like a spotlight was on me. And lo and behold, it's my mom, my dad, and my grandma coming home from dinner. And oh. they're right behind me, oh. like, like, you know, high beam. <laughs> and I, I kind of look over my shoulder. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> Hi guys. 
and my I don't think my I didn't ask anything. My dad just kind of muttered some curse. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> so yeah, so that was I mean that went that went pretty quickly. I mean the rest of the night was spent trying to uh kind of defumigate the, the car so that it wouldn't uh, have any trace of <laughs> what happened. <laughs> okay. Now, Ken, before I, before I, you know, we, we, we replay some of that. Fast forward 15 years, 10, 15 years, easily. And he's recounting this story because now it becomes, you know, top five reunion slash Thanksgiving fodder. Totally. You know, it's part of his, it's part of his like greatest hits. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, this is after dessert has been served at Thanksgiving <laughs> and, and we're, we're, we're no during, during Thanksgiving. Hey man, you, know, you read the room, he reads the room and then whatever, you know, he'll just go with it. But, uh, and then girlfriend, now wife of many, many years only then finds out. <laughs> that was actually going to be one of my questions was at what point did you tell her to, to like maybe prep for like, you might get in the car and something's not going to no, be no. smelling that good. We, it cleaned up really well because again, because of its solid state, there wasn't a ton of, uh, there wasn't a ton of collateral damage, you know? And we, it was, it was, it wasn't the newest car. So it already smelled kind of musty. So we clean, I mean, zero evidence. So. It's as <laughs> if they were accustomed to such things happening. So at this, <laughs> so, so <laughs> So at this Thanksgiving, when your wife finds out this old story, like how, how, what, what was her reaction? Um, I mean, to be honest, I think she knew me decently well enough, but it was a little bit like a maybe disgust shown as lack of curiosity. It was just like, whatever. (laughs) Kenny was, I was, I was witness to this and she, she, it went like, Wait a minute, that was my car. That was my car. And then she, and he goes, "Yep." And she goes, "But, but that was a long time ago." He's like, "Yep." But you were like twenty five. Yep. And then she just like huffed and what like just turned away. Wow. Yeah. But you know what? But it was a good time because I was laughing, she was giggling. Yeah, it was. It's, it's good times. It's it's. It was kind of a joyous thing. It was. <laughs> it's incredibly fascinating to me when people shit their pants and it's a full, complete bug. It's it's just. I mean, leave aside all the amazing elements of uh, the 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 high beams and being sprayed off in front of the house. The, the, the log is actually, I think, the most impressive part of uh, that story to me. Being able to do that while driving and hold on to it until you get home. Uh, I, you know, I take your point there. Um, there. It's all about, you know, in my, in my opinion, it's all about expectations being met or not. And by that, I mean, you one expects, uh, you know, a situation like a disaster that's commensurate with the stress, with the urgency uh, with the with the uh, with the distress that led up to it, and when you get something completely unexpected, as horrific and tra- traumatizing as the situation is that you find yourself in, there's a small part of you that takes pause, 
and notices and goes, huh, well, I didn't yeah. expect that. Right? And then yeah. in a weird way, you're like, well, it's almost almost pleasantly surprised, dare I say? Where yeah. you're like, oh, I expected a complete disaster, but look at that. I'm healthy. Fair. There's fiber. It's fiber. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it, 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 I, hear, I hear what you're saying. There's a little bit of a... There's a little bit of pause and consideration where you're trying to match up the results with with the buildup. Um, yeah. 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 Absolutely. But vice versa. Have you had a normal one? Like everything is like, you know, punching the clock as normal, but out the other end come, you know, you're like, did I get shot? Right. Why am I having my period? <laughs> Why now? Did I miss? Did I miscount? Did I miscount? Did I have beats? Something. Do I have colon cancer? Always. Should I go to the doctor? Did I eat beets yesterday? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's that that I found that that single phrase solves ninety nine percent of problems that I will have in the toilet. I had a I had a buddy that went through the entire medical check down, had a colonoscopy, had a col- colonic. No, what, what is it? Col- col- uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. The thing or where high they the thing where they flush you out the day before with the crazy, yep. and then they stick the the pvc pipe up your you yep. know root rotor rooter there and then they flush you out so he went through the whole the checklist the up and down the whole thing uh only to remember two days later that the day before he had beats yeah and that was the culprit oh my god i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying oh wait no i ate beats yesterday yeah that'll do it with that uh this week's shard at the devil Shard at the Devil is uh, on the level of unhealth. It is a, a a classic song from a legendary band about uh, overuse of amphetamines, which happens to cause shitting in your pants often. This song is called The Tweaker by the Moist Boys.
I don't know if you ever heard this. It's like one of my favorite rock songs ever written, dude. The, it's so They're brutal. called the Moist Boys? The Moist Boys, yeah. Mo- like Did a, you say moist? Moist, yeah. Moist. Boys. All right. So that was this week's Shard at the Devil. Shard at, at the, the Devil. Rob, any final thoughts uh, this week? All I know is if you're on the receiving end of the phrase, get the hose, you better buckle up. <laughs> exactly. Get in the hose, get your own hose uh, in some way, shape, or form. Connect with us, crapinyourpants.com, twitter.com slash crapinyourpants, uh, hashtag CIYP, or patreon.com slash crapinyourpants. Give us some money. And, and you know, you can get some merch on that Patreon now. And so we highly recommend it. Get a coffee mug with the logo or a T-shirt with the logo. Any of those things are available. Just connect with us for the Crap in Your Pants podcast. My name is Ken. And I am Rob. Keep shitting. Not that you have a choice. <laughs>